What is the technical process by which you take the metadata and put it on Arweave? Like how did how does Fortify solve that question? At the moment, the process is quite manual. It's still like kind of being built out. But the idea is you you paste in a contract address for like an ELC721 contract, like a standard NFT contract. And from that, it will pull the metadata links and download the metadata, uh, download the images, fetch them from IPFS, and use the R drive CLI to programmatically upload them, create manifests for them, update the metadata, and then re-upload that to Rweave as well through the R drive CLI. You're tuned to the Rcast, where we talk about the blockchain on the Rcast and how your data remains the R-Cast. Well, R-Drive is the topic, censorship-resistant permanence. Yeah, we got it. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 27 of the R-Cast. This is with Felwinter, who is a community member who did a tutorial on YouTube on how to archive an NFT collection using R-Drive. We saw that, we hit him up, and we learned about Fortify, which is the project he's working on that's helping people archive their NFT collections. I really like this interview because... Bellwinter knows a lot about the different projects and products that REO and R-Drive offer. We talk about the CLI. We talk about his process. We just talk about his love for blockchain. And it's a great interview. So thank you, Felwinter, for being on. Thanks, everyone, who came to our Build and Chill meetups on Discord. We have our community call coming up in a few weeks, which will be really exciting. We hope you all had a good Thanksgiving, anyone who celebrates it. And... Guess what? The REO team will be down in Brazil. We've been working with Ubi Mines, and they'll be in Florinopolis working on some projects. We'll keep you posted on what they're doing, but it's the first time a lot of the REO teammates have met in real life. So we'll keep you posted. Stay tuned to TikTok because Allison's always doing some cool stuff on there. And if you missed it, check out The Wrap with Ari the Aardvark, where we explain decentralization. The next episode will be about Arweave. So let's get into it. This is our interview with Fel Winter of Fortify. All right, friends, welcome to the R-Cast. I'm talking to Fel Winter right here. He's coming live remotely from the UK, and we're going to talk about Fortify and his journey into the space and how he's been making non-findable tokens findable again with Fortify. So first of all, Fel Winter, how are you doing? I am good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to have you on the R-Cast because a lot of people have been talking to me about you, and everyone's like, yo, you got to get this guy on. He's doing cool stuff. So... Anyone who's aligned with permanent decentralized storage, I'm excited to talk to. What? T- tell me a little bit about your story and how you got into this space. Yeah, so um, I've been into crypto for a while now, like many, many years, um, but like not really from a developer side of things. And um, I, I studied computer science. I dropped out and went full time into crypto. And um, I was sort of looking into NFTs and looking into how NFTs were stored. And I was looking at alternative storage solutions and I kind of stumbled onto Arweave and I looked into it further and looked like read the yellow paper and I got hooked. <laughs> and so basically that was like my journey from like where I started to where I am now. So, yeah. So you came at it kind of from a perspective of needing a decentralized storage option or like what was what drew you to it in the first place i was like looking so i mean as we like all know the kind of main storage solution when you like think about nfts is probably like ipfs right and ipfs is great and it's great at certain things but i found that 
it wasn't really great for finding NFT collections for a start. And there was caveats with it. For example, having to pin your data. So, uh, you know, to, to find it so it doesn't get garbage collected and stuff like that. And it kind of was like, wow, so you have to pay a subscription to keep these tokens active forever. And that was kind of like, wow, okay, that's, that's weird. And um, yeah, if you've ever tried to fetch a collection with like IPFS get, it's sometimes very difficult if it's not popular. It feels like the data isn't really replicated or incentivized to be replicated as much. So I started looking into alternatives and mm. obviously there's the IPFS is great at stuff, like I said, but I wanted something that was pay once and store forever. And yeah, so I, I stumbled across Arweave and, and went from there. What is the technical process by which you take the metadata and put it on Arweave? Like how did how does Fortify solve that question? At the moment, the process is quite manual. It's still like kind of being built out. But the idea is you you paste in a contract address for like an ELC721 contract, like a standard NFT contract. And from that, it will pull the metadata links and download the metadata, uh, download the images, fetch them from IPFS, and use the R drive CLI to programmatically upload them, create manifests for them, update the metadata and then re-upload that to Arweave as well through the R-Drive CLI. Making things efficient, like that's always, it seems like this is a theme that comes up on the, the RCAS a lot is the way to have something achieve mass adoption is to make people not really realize it's there, right? Like the goal is if, if so, if someone's coming to you with this service, they just trust that it's going to work, right? And that it's efficient. Yeah. So yeah, I, when I remember when I first sort of came to Arweave, I used R-Drive like manually to upload like an NFT collection. And it's really cool, like, you know, from like a manual standpoint, but I was, as someone who was the first time ever using Arweave, I was like, whoa, like this is taking a while. Is this normal? Um, like how do I use manifest? How do I get this all working? So it was like quite an almost intimidating process for someone who maybe like I was kind of thinking about, you know, developers or maybe people who don't code as much who just want to get their collection over and update their smart contract. And I thought about that manual process and was like, it works. I, I even put out, to, put out a tutorial for it um, on YouTube. We found we found that, right? And it was like, oh, wow, this person figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not that bad. But yeah, for anyone who, you know, hasn't got the time to work it out or maybe just wants a quick solution to one click, plug in the contract address, pay, and have that peace of mind is it's gone over to Arweave. Um, yeah, that was like the idea behind behind the tool, really. How do you feel the UK is with adoption of a lot of this technology? You're kind of ahead of the curve, right? Because mm. you're like in a different class of people. But in general, what's the UK opinion of Web3 and NFTs, if you could speak for your country? <laughs> um, I would say it's mixed, yeah. Um, from the general public, you know, I remember when it was, you know, NFT summer or whatever you want to call it. And I had a lot of friends, IRL, like hit me up and asked me about them. And generally speaking, I feel like it's 50-50. People are either like intrigued by crypto or, you know, the news has maybe painted it in a certain way or they think it's, you know, scammy or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I'd say 50-50. But in terms of like regulation and stuff, as far as I know, the UK is pushing to be like very, very crypto friendly, which is always great. Um, especially like if you're working in that kind of area. So yeah, I would say overall, 
probably like a net positive. It seems like one of the uh, things that people have compunction with with NFTs is that they get lost. They have no value. There's that whole like save as right click community. So <laughs> it's, it's people like you working on projects like this that show that there is value. Um, do you, so what are some of your favorites? Are there any NFT collections you're particularly fond of as a fan being in this world? <laughs> um, I think I have a lot of love just in my heart, generally speaking for crypto punks, just because I, I know it's so simple, but I really love the art style of it. And just the kind of message I think it brings heeds way more towards like building for decentralization in the future um, compared to like some of the more like cash grabby collections <laughs> that came out. But yeah, the, and there's a lot of collections out there that seem to want to make the switch to Arweave. At the moment, Fortify is like really aimed at Ethereum, uh, Polygon and Tezos, or maybe like other EVM chains. They're all probably fine too. Um, but obviously Ethereum, Polygon, Tezos, they have like the biggest share of property like NFT marketplaces and NFT users. Um, so any of those, I wouldn't say it's like any specific collection, if that makes sense. Do you feel like in five years, 10 years, NFTs will only become more popular and more accepted? Or do you think it might take longer than that? Um, I think we are on a path to them being accepted, whether it's something that's abstracted away from the general public or it's something that's just um, out there and people know it as, as the, know them as NFTs. Because we've seen like, you've probably seen as well these big partnerships between like um, Starbucks and Polygon using like NFTs for their loyalty cards. And um, obviously that massive like announcement that Meta is going to be using like Arweave to store um, Instagram images, I think, stuff like that. So I think, and, and also there's these Reddit digital collectibles that have come out, uh, which are NFTs. And people are absolutely eating them up as soon as that like stigma has been like put away from them. So I think mainstream adoption can of NFTs can definitely come yeah within like the next five to ten years. And yeah, maybe it'll hit a point where Arweave is that like archiving layer for them. Um, so you've got some confidence in the system and you've got provenance. Uh, yeah, uh, so I think it's definitely possible. I'm always excited to talk about Arweave and blockchain and crypto with my friends. There's this idea that when you get into it, you get really passionate, right? Do you find that your social circle outside of work is as passionate about blockchain as you, or do you sometimes have to like f catch yourself when you're nerding out on it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say the second one, I definitely have to kind of stop myself from, I guess, not like oversharing, but you know, getting very, very excited about a topic where people probably aren't as on board or maybe just not as interested. So I feel that I resonate with that. Definitely. You're launching Fortify and it's mm -hmm. continuing to grow and you're obviously passionate about this. You have great experience. You understand it. What are some of the challenges in marketing something like this? It's very specific, but really useful. Mm -hmm. And do you, and what are some of the things you're learning as you're spreading the word about Fortify? Yeah. So I'm, leading most of the dev stuff and at the moment it, i've been collaborating with um you, you know you probably know him as like g0 from uh only who runs only Arweave, mm. and is building out um longview labs so yeah i've been mainly focusing on the building side of things and yeah i found that mar marketing it is hard because i've even gone into some discord servers and put people's cc0 collections over for them without like much luck some people have, you know, DM'd me and we've had some like 
lovely conversations with people who have just said, yeah, I just want it over. Can you do it? Uh, which is really great. It's nice to see that there is an interest in it because it sort of validates the thing you've been building. Mm. Um, another way we're kind of trying to build it out to make it more marketable is making it a kind of API solution for platforms as well as just being for individuals. So uh, I've been basically trying to make the code base as composable as I can. So it can plug into, say, like, no code solutions or um, NFT generators out there or marketplaces and have Arweave or I should say Fortify, I suppose, um, using using Fortify in the back end to automatically like upload new collections to um, Arweave and stuff like that, just to have that kind of extra edge and also expose Arweave, R-Drive, Fortify, all of it to maybe like a new cohort of users who are used to NFTs, but maybe haven't heard of Arweave or wouldn't be interested in it unless it's, you know, put right in front of their face where they can just tick a box and say, yeah, store it on there. Permanent storage sounds great. So Working on the coding side, you hope that it's smooth enough so that the adoption will be easier. Yeah. Yeah. What are some technical things you've, you've realized that, that you've overcome? Like what were some of the initial challenges with trying to implement this? The harder parts I would say were actually more around working out the best ways to yeah interface with platforms for one and two just fetching the ipfs data and you know for it to be archived in the first place like i said it's sometimes if you come across a collection that maybe hasn't been replicated that much it can take quite a long time to um find that collection to be able to retrieve it um and obviously, if you're trying to provide a smooth experience, uh, if it's taking a really long time, that kind of takes away some of the magic, I feel. Um, but obviously, if you can kind of provide a one-click solution and say like, hey, we'll email you in a day when it's done, and this will be the new link for you, um, that's kind of like the best middle ground we've kind of found at the moment, and that's what we're working towards. So yeah, I would say the the biggest struggle is maybe even not just from a from like a development side but a technical side is finding the way to provide that best user experience and also just making sure that we're providing value to the user you know not just becoming a kind of a kind of middleman but also being like a really good interface to be able to uh, switch say your collection over to to are we so making it user friendly making it accessible it's interesting because, yeah, because you have all sorts of people who are involved in NFTs and blockchain and different levels of expertise. Um, you said something, mm. the, the last thing I wanted to touch on before I want we could talk about where people can learn more. Um, you talked about being in Discord servers and helping people with their CC0 collections, right? So I understand that as like Creative Commons Zero, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the idea is at the moment, it's... Fortify is archiving or to be used to archive or, you know, store your collections uh, via provable ownership. So, you know, you have to be the contract owner or deployer to be able to, like, move your collection over. Um, So obviously it can be a bit tricky to say, like, hey, I just like downloaded your whole collection and uploaded it to Arweave for you, Um, especially if there is some kind of like copyright or, you know, regulation around that. Um, so I mainly focused at the moment to kind of put myself out there is to go to these 
collections that don't have any, you know, copyright laws or restrictive copyright laws around them and say like, hey, I've stored your collection on Arwe for like permanence, provenance, whatever you want to want to say. Um, feel free to like change your smart contract link if you want to use it. Um, so yeah, that's been my main approach, but yeah, sometimes it's not people we, you know, either just aren't interested. They don't know about our weave or it's like a proof of concept. You're like, look, this is possible. And so I, yeah. I see, so you're doing it in a way that, uh, is legal because you can only do it if people have give you permission. If it's not CC zero, they have to be like, yes, I want you to do this. Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're using it ethically and responsibly. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Man, Felwinter, you have dropped some knowledge and uh, it's so cool how you you know so much about our drive and the CLI and everything. I, I want to just ask, so you're on Twitter at, at Felwinter, F-E-L-W-I-N-T-R-R, -R, but where can people, if they want to learn more about Fortify, like what do you, where do you want to send people? So um, yeah, at the moment it's still, yeah, still kind of being worked out, being built too. I would say um, if you could just check out the website, like fortify.cc, that would be great. Um, we'll be updating some like documentation links there and um, just overall making things uh, a much more pleasant experience. We want to send everyone there. I'll, we'll link to that too. And um, yeah, this has been cool. Anything else, man? I know we went through a lot quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's been great meeting you, though, and thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you for making time for this, Fell Winter, and um, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. Fortify, doing great things. Thanks, Fell Winter. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of the RCast. What better way to store your files than with our drive? Let's say you have a family gathering. You've got digital photographs, digital memories. They're important. Store them on our drive. Let's decentralize the gateways with RIO. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrew. We'll see you next time.